Geeks. You listen to episode 130 of Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Joe Morgan. Yeah, Zooks. And Shelly Walter. Scoozdag. And my voice. My Yay. voice is with me. It's really nice to be back. back. <laughs> Special shout outs to our Patreons, uh, Scott Phillips and Jordan Garner, and everyone else that donates at patreon.com slash Geeks Under Grace. Thank you so much. We, we really appreciate you guys. And today, we're going to be talking about Microsoft Accessibility Controllers, Cowboy Ninja Viking, Thundercats being ruined, because they have been, and an alternate reality. But before we get into that, uh, I have to answer a question from last week. I was called out. They were like, you didn't answer it last week. You can't skip out on this. It is a, it's a deep question, like you guys uh, were saying. Which video game has given you the strongest spiritual experience with God? And I think for me, I'm trying to be quick about it because we have a long we have a long show today. But I think Legend of Zelda's Triforce. I got a concept of the Trinity very early because of Ocarina of Time. There were three mm-hmm. different Triforces, and in that, it's weird because in that there are three different goddesses. But yeah. I was able to look at it as the Triforce is these three different pieces, but right. they're all the Triforce. Hmm. And it was really a lot easier for me to um, piece that together and figure that out as like a kid, uh, yeah. even before I was really fully a Christian. Yeah. That's good. So that's my answer. I'm sure there are a lot of other deeper ones, but I, I think for one, I don't play a lot of deep story games like god of war has been really amazing for that and i really appreciate god of war but i've never played like last of us or any of those other emotional games and i feel like if i were to then i'd probably have deeper you know connections to my spirituality with them yeah that's my answer what are we gaming this week joe all right, I'll start off. I've been playing AO International Tennis. tennis. Got a review copy of that? SAO? Tennis, yeah. Uh, just AO. <laughs> it stands for Australian Open. Okay. Uh, and it it's kind of neat getting back into tennis because I, I, I play tennis for fun, but mm-hmm. you know, how often do you see a new licensed tennis game come out? You were playing I would have normally week, right? said yes. Yeah. Um, a little bit, yeah. You mentioned it last week. Okay, I've been playing it more this week, and like it's it's kind of neat because you don't get licensed tennis games very often. Yeah. Except yeah. Uh, last week and this week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because there's also a tennis game coming out this week. What do you play it on? I'm playing it on PlayStation Four. Nice. Is it with a controller? Yes. It's not Is swinging it in... the Wiimote around. Yeah, I'm like, how do you play tennis <laughs> with That's a controller? Not real tennis. So. <laughs> this company hasn't really totally figured it out either. It's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be working on my review this week. It's there's something off with the controls. With like sometimes the game will will detect that you're close enough to the path of the ball and you're just fine, and it'll it'll let you swing. So right. it, you can do the right stick back and forward to kind of back and forward swing your racket. Oh, or you man. can hold square, X, O, or triangle to do different forms of shots, like a flat shot or an overhand shot or a lob shot. And you kind of aim where your 
trying to put the ball. I get it, and I understand how tennis people may like this, but I don't like tennis. And this just sounds like a nightmare to me. <laughs> I enjoy tennis, and I do enjoy – like, when the game is on and, and running, it's fun. But the problem is that I have seen – I've seen it where, for for whatever reason, and I don't know why, my character will stop dead in his tracks and not go after a ball that I could clearly have gotten to. Or okay. just, like, it feels like things don't respond the way they should. Yeah. And that really drives me nuts. I actually kind of really want to try the other tennis game that comes out this week just so I can compare at this point. Because, you know, like with Madden, you only get one football game a year. Mm -hmm. But we're getting two tennis games within the span of two weeks. And I don't think there's been another tennis game in quite a while. You know, this isn't something you get very often. Yeah, I'm not... I don't want to like knock on the on the company or anything. I just I'm not a sports player. Like I don't play Madden either. But do you like my Mario nephew tennis? destroys me in Madden? Yeah, Mario I don't, Tennis is still on the horizon. I might check out Mario Tennis just because you guys made it sound fun. Well, I haven't played tennis like Shelly like since Wii Sports. So like I jumped on this one because tennis is one of those sports that I play for fun on my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I don't. It's. It's not one of those super common things that you see people jump into, you know. So like, you when say I saw on your a tennis own, game, I imagine up, you hitting the ball and then running around the court to hit it again. <laughs> well, I play with a couple buddies here in town, right. but it's it's one of those things where you know, like with Madden, Madden feels like it's the same thing every single year. You know what you're getting, yeah. But you know, I don't play tennis games very often because there aren't a whole lot of them, and so I wanted to try this out, and now I want to try out the other one. Cool. Uh, I'll play Mario Tennis. Wow, Luigi. I think Mario Tennis looks really neat. And I, they're going to have the traditional gameplay controls, like with a controller, but they're going to also have the motion controls mm-hmm. built in as an option. Which is what I'm excited for. Yeah, so that'd you can, be cool. Yeah, you can totally do that with Mario characters. I, I It seems like Wii Sports to me, but hyped up and like turn into a AAA game. Well, they're Not they're the gonna have a single but... a single mode that will let you do that. Okay. But they're still gonna have like everything else. It's it's gonna be a big big AAA deal when Nintendo releases a a game yeah. like that. And that's that's the thing. Like Mario sports games, I think are fun because you get like sports that I'm not super typically into. Or, or at least for the game, from a video game aspect, and and you get the Mario spin on it. So like Mario Golf or Mario Tennis. I played Mario or, Baseball a lot on GameCube. I never, I never played Mario Baseball. I, I really played Mario Golf for, for the N sixty four. Oh wow! Toadstool Tour. Is, Must no have way. Been. That was the know. GameCube one, wasn't it? No, it was whatever N sixty. I think it was just called Mario Mario Golf, Golf at the time. And you could make the ball like turn into a fireball if you hit it hard enough. Yes, you had to get it perfect. Yeah, a perfect shot, a perfect power shot. That was fun, man. Yeah, that that was a good game. Um, that was old. So yeah, I've been playing AO International Tennis. State of Decay Two technically comes out this week, but I've been playing it because they had it where if you got the fifty dollar version or whatever, mm-hmm. the game's normally just thirty bucks, but if you get the fifty dollar version, you could start playing last week. Mm-hmm. And oh, so okay. I've put a few hours into it already. And it's it's pretty neat. It's not really what I expected. I had heard somebody describe it as zombie 
uh, a zombie version of uh, The Sims 4. A zombie version of Sims 4? Okay. That's how I'd heard it, because it's it's kind of a simulation where you're balancing all these different things. Oh. Okay. Like okay. people being fatigued and, and hungry and sick and, and all this sort you of stuff. You gotta handle so, all of that, but with zombies. Yeah, but like when you're when you're going out on a mission or whatever, you're legitimately. I mean, it's a third person action game. That's cool. So you're controlling a human. You have to try to make, be quiet. Like you can you can hit the zombies with like lead pops and stuff, mm-hmm. and that'll draw noise. Or you can go the stealth route and like you know one shot stab them in the head and you're done. But then like you have to travel around to all these different places, collect supplies to be able to build new like an infirmary in your base is the very first big mission you have to go get the stuff to build an infirmary yeah and then like collecting food and ammunition and and materials to build new weapons and that sort of stuff like it's a survival game but it plays like a third person like you're just driving or running around fighting zombies and trying to clear zombies out so that you could move into a location and Mm -hmm. I haven't run into any other humans yet, uh, so I don't know if there are other people. Okay. I, I assume that there, you'll run into other survivors at some point, but I don't know if any of them are going to be hostile. Have I ever told you what I did on Sims that makes me a terrible person? Yes. Yeah. Is that where you locked them in the bathroom with no way out? Yeah, no. So I would make a ton of characters. I don't remember what Sims this was. And then I would invite them to a party. And then I would build a wall around them uh, so they couldn't get out. And then they would die so I could have a graveyard in my backyard because I wanted a cool Adam's Family-style mansion. Wow. That, yeah. yeah. I'm probably that on is... a watch list somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me that, I mean, like, there's probably some real twisted stuff that people have done to Sims. Yeah. I, mean, I would so love to know the psychology to behind Sims it. Games. Yeah. I might be oh, a little worried with the psychology behind it, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've been doing that. State of Decay 2's, I, I'm enjoying the first couple hours of it I've played so far. I definitely want to put more time into that. And uh, finally, a game called Galaxy Shooter, which isn't really a, a game that was published. I have been working through Unity tutorials. Oh, yeah. I didn't get to play it uh, yet. I need to do that. I haven't either. Uh. And so I've made a 2D shooter going through, like, I finished going through the first chunk of tutorials. Um, to make a 2D shooter, and you know you control it with WSAD, mm-hmm. hit spacebar to shoot. You can get power ups, like, and they include all the assets when you get the tutorial. Like, you download mm-hmm. all the assets, you get all the images and everything. Yeah, and then you just kind of they they teach you how to assemble everything, which okay. is super cool to me. I was I've been hardcore geeking out about like, oh man, how the how does the hitbox between a laser interact with my enemy spaceship huh. like? Yeah. And then how do I control that to trigger an animation of the ship blowing up and and all? It's just I've been having a good time with it, learning. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So yeah. next, it's kind of on... like Galaga, right? Is that where you're like? That's yeah. That's kind of what the the basic game that they start you off learning for a two D shooter is. It's okay. Galaga ish, but Galaga has more logic in its enemy encounter design. <laughs> Okay. Like this nice. just randomly generates enemies and has them randomly spawn around the map. So cool. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Something so very cool. rudimentary. But uh, The next part of that course that I'm taking is 
how to make a first-person shooter mm. in 3D. Wow. Yeah. And so I'm going to be learning all kinds of stuff. And I'm sure they'll provide all the like character models and stuff. But stuff still, like I'm, I'm pretty jazzed. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm having fun with it. But uh, How about y'all? How about you, Shelly? Uh, I've been playing... I played a little bit more. Actually got in some battles for Blaze Blue cross tag battle. Ooh, whatever that's yeah. called. Okay. The the demo on the Switch, I last week I had downloaded it but had not even gone to a fight. Now I, I'm walking right. I've walked through the tutorial. Um or whatever the tactics I think is what it is in the menu. So they teach you everything. Um okay. I'm a little frustrated that the on the just on the Switch controller some things seem easier with the joy the the joystick, and something seems uh, some things seem easier when you're actually hitting the buttons, like yeah. mo- movement wise. Um, okay. So I have been trying to figure out, oh, do I want to use the the stick or the buttons? But yeah, it's like I never tried with the buttons, one. like double tapping a direction, double a tapping. A yeah, it's so much easier with the buttons because yeah. or I didn't like even try jumping. That. That's crazy. Yeah, like direction. Like I can't every time I jump up it doesn't go directly up it goes to one of the sides just because that's where my thumb goes like it goes slightly so that's a little frustrating but um i think it's cool and i love the talking between characters i do too i like that a lot Mm -hmm. and so i've been practicing with ruby a little bit so so that's all i've played as ruby and then the other ruby characters another render dude it has not yet right it's gonna have not yet. Yeah, it, the demo like, only no, has wise. as wise. Yeah, but you can't play as wise. I don't think you can't. Yeah, the demo only has like four characters, and it's Ruby, then the three other, you know, ones from Persona, and okay. stuff like that. Um, you can buy skins and stuff for them, though. I think I actually bought one for Ruby, which is oh, cool. cool. Okay. But yeah, that's. I'm probably going to get it when it comes out officially. I, I guess I want to look at the price. I don't want to buy it if yeah. it's a huge oh, yeah, yeah. price thing because I probably won't be playing it that much. But it doesn't right. feel full price. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't feel full price to me. Especially they. I think I read somewhere they're planning on having. I don't remember how many characters, but they're only releasing half on the game itself. The rest is DLC. The okay. whole Ruby Dad team, Zooks, the whole Ruby team is free DLC because it comes with Ruby and Weiss. Yang and okay. Blake are free DLC, but the rest you may have to pay for. Hmm. And I don't care about them because I don't know who they are. But all I know is for people who do care who they are, that kind of sucks to yeah. have the entire roster be cut in half, essentially. I was going to say half the roster. That's, that's pretty drastic. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I I like that, and also I played some more Smash just because Smash is really fun. <laughs> oh, and there's speculation that there may be a new Smash at E3 this oh, year. Oh, I sure hope so. I have a feeling. <laughs> I have I'm a sure feeling there will be. Nintendo's gonna go hard at E3. They don't always, I, but I think if I mean, so they're supposed to roll out their their new paid online stuff in September, right? Yeah. Yeah. Surely they have to have a AAA title to go alongside that, and I'm assuming that's going to be Smash. I I thought that at first. Then my second thought was that it would just be during holiday season that they released the game. But 
I don't know. I could definitely see them releasing alongside. That's just also really soon. Like, they hopefully have a lot done on the Switch version already that they're just not showing us. Because if they yeah. don't have a lot and they're trying to release in September, then it's not going to be a good game. Right. That's if a it's point, a brand new they... game, then it doesn't make a lot of sense. But if it's a port over, like we're thinking it'll be this, like, semi-new game that yeah. Smash Bros. I'll... Switch, that it makes yeah. sense. I was going to say, because normally they do a big lead-up where it's like... They do Every so... week, they reveal one new yeah. character or whatever. And they haven't done that, and it's kind of yeah irritating me a little bit. I want to hear but, about it. Like I said, they could be waiting for E3 for it. Yeah. And I know, because I know there's this whole thing with, like, Pokemon leaks as well, that they're thinking about maybe redoing uh, Pokemon Yellow or something. And I have no idea if any of that's true, but it sounds like they're yeah, going to have something. Yeah, you have Pikachu or Eevee, which seems like super unbalanced. Everyone's going to choose Eevee, because Eevee's... I'm going to choose Pikachu because what are you I would doing with Pikachu your life? <laughs> because well, it just seems like. But you're right. Like that's what I'm saying about unbalancedness is you get Eevee, you could level that up to Vaporeon. Oh I yeah, think. that's why you could get. No, it. you you have to use a stone. I'm thinking of Brock. Uh, uh, but still, Eevee would be better against Onyx than I Pikachu see. would. I understand. I don't know. That. It just seems really unbalanced and to get a Pokemon. And once you evolve an Eevee, you can't go back. Right. You can't. Unless... Once you evolve a Wait, Pikachu, you no, can't the go new, back. The new, the new games have de-evolution stones or something, don't they? De-evolution stones? That sounds... Isn't that a thing? Heretical. Um, I I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I thought you, that was one of the things... We're talking about a game games. where Pokemon fight each other, but that seems so abusive to me. <laughs> That no, you would devolve your Pokemon. There's a well, so stone you can give your Pokemon so they never evolve. Yeah. But maybe that's, that's not the thinking. same thing Ever stones. as okay, devolving. I was thinking, uh, yeah, okay. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Cause Digimon. I, with, <laughs> that would be a big deal with, with Eevee especially because there's like, what, six or eight? Seven. Yeah. You yeah. Just, whatever you need him to be for the day. Right. So, oh, yeah. yeah, just devolve him. How rude would that be to him. you evolve it to a Charizard? Not Eevee, obviously. He's got wings. He's all happy, and they're like, "Just kidding, buddy." And come back down here. You're getting way too ahead of yourself. That would be seriously oh, jacked no. up. That's so wrong. That would this only work on Eevee, dude. Terrible. <laughs> also, I heard that they might be integrating connection with Pokemon Go, which I'm not. I don't know how I feel about, about that. But I don't really, that really worries that me. I don't know. These are all rumors. Yeah, it's, none it's of it's confirmed. I just want stuff. E3 to come now so I can see what they actually have to show i us. also don't know how excited to be We're for another away. pokemon red like i understand red blue yellow whatever i just you have to give me a lot more to do in the game because pokemon fire red was great but it doesn't i know it's been like 10 years it just doesn't seem that distant to me i mean two weeks from tomorrow is the beginning of e3 oh which wow. means this closer. time in two weeks Okay. Yeah, June twelfth is the start of E three, and Ooh. and a lot of companies do their stuff before E three starts. So this time in two weeks, we're gonna have a a crazy amount of stuff that we're gonna be able to talk about. Oh my about. gosh, I'm actually gonna be able to podcast. watch it live this year. That's amazing. I usually always have year. something. Yeah, we watched it all live together. Oh no, you're right. I was thinking of something else. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Can we do that again? <laughs> yeah, That'd I'd be love so to. Great. Yeah, I was I was thinking of some other conference. Um, it doesn't matter, but you're right. Let's do that again. Okay. <laughs> Got it. You gave in anything else in the gaming world for you, Shelly? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, okay. yes. 
Oh, not video gaming. D&D related. Um, gotcha. And of course, I always bring up D&D every once in a while. I think this week is important because it's the last time. It was our season finale. Not season finale. <laughs> everything finale for one of oh, my wow. campaigns. This is the campaign. Series finale. This is the group that I started with three years ago. Oh, okay. And so my DM, it was his last time DMing us. So it was like, oh, wow. Because we're still going to, we're still all going to play together, but he's going to Iceland or something. So he's going to be gone. Um, So we're going to have someone else. He's going to the heart of the Viking tribes. Oh yeah. He's a Viking. He's more Viking (laughs) than me, which is saying something, but um, yeah. So that was just like, and it was also just a really fun battle. The entire thing was a battle. It was just this big like war scene where we're fighting. We were fighting outsiders so cthulhu monsters um mind flayers and things like that okay um it was really fun no one was ever close to dying it wasn't epic in the way of like oh my gosh we came back from impossible odds but it was like i was riding on a dragon it was super fun so that's cool and we all got and so i'm already thinking about oh characters for next year's campaign i'm like oh it's like all on my mind right now but i got finals coming up soon so i need to Wait, I have all summer to think about it, but I'm a little quick on the draw. But anyway, <laughs> that's that. Cool. <laughs> I have continued playing God of War. I thought that I was going to be done with it. So I saved, I've been live streaming on Mondays. Uh, today was actually my last one, sadly, uh, for a while. Yeah, for a while. Uh, a lot of a lot of changes coming up in life. I got to f- figure out some new timing slots. But I was like... I'm going to go fight this endgame boss battle as my last thing. And I got in there because everything leading up to it was really easy. <laughs> that was like, it should be fine. And just got wrecked over and over. And was like, well, I guess we're going to do something else now. Uh, but that was kind of, I was going to play that and be done with it. I can't collect all the birds in the game. Why? Because I, it's boring. You can do it off air. It is kind of boring. It's boring in real time, not just for viewers. It's boring for me. <laughs> I followed a guide, but every everything else about getting that platinum is, is fun. I'll have to follow a guide if I do it. And yeah. that's my thing is if I'm going to go and fight this last boss, I feel like I might as well get everything else done. Because yeah. to level up the armor and stuff, I'm going to be doing a ton anyways. Yeah. But I might. It, it was such a great game. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I've also been playing, I played a little bit, like very little, like first couple levels of Sonic Adventure 2. I, it uh, it doesn't age as well as I'd like it to. Oh, imagine that. I think most of the games you play are like that. But it's still a wonderful <laughs> game with an amazing soundtrack. Don't just say that about all I'll of get... the games you play. <laughs> AO International Tennis has a pretty good soundtrack. I'll give it that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I I don't know. I still really enjoy Sonic Adventure 2. I tried getting around a corner or something, and on the first level, at least, it has to be for the other levels. On the first level, it doesn't have camera control. Okay. And I was really, I haven't played a game without camera control in forever. I was like, why can't I move <laughs> around this corner? It, it was really hard, especially when you're running around and like bouncing off of stuff and going. Oh, yeah. You're going all these search places, and the camera is supposed to follow you as you go quickly. 
but I wasn't going very quick and I was just like, I need to get this platforming done and I need you to just budge the camera a little bit, please. <laughs> it was just, it was no. And then uh, we already mentioned, I played a little bit of Blaze Blue as well. But that's all I've been doing. What's uh, what's things for us to be excited about in the future, Joe? All right, so gaming news this week. Woo. New Halo game, guys. Yay! But it's, it's gonna be an E3 not, big massive no. console reveal. It's not Halo, it's not Halo Six. <laughs> well, oh. but. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Halo Fire Team Raven. <laughs> Uh, it's called halo fire team raven it's gonna be an arcade game a four-player arcade game when's the last time you ran an arcade joe uh when i visited my buddy in denver uh eight years ago i was like when did you go to denver (laughs) okay yeah it's been like eight years i literally hardcore i just moved here Okay. And you probably would have really disliked that version of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, I, we went to a Dave & Buster's then. Yeah. I've and probably been in that Dave & Buster's. You probably have, yeah. That's <laughs> I, I, Actually, he's he's in Colorado Springs. But, yeah, we were up. I think we went up to, to Denver a night and hung out at Dave & Buster's. Okay. Yeah. We hit, we hit uh, golf balls in their little digital golf range thing there. Mm-hmm. Okay. We played around yeah. the golf there. Um, but a Halo arcade game like everybody's expecting Halo Six at this point. Yeah, and how many arcades still exist on Earth? There's I mean, at least five that I can There's think of in Denver. One alone. I can think of in Seattle. One main one. There's probably smaller ones. Actually, yeah, there's two. <laughs> Joe, this is not. A, he's like, this is rhetorical, guys. <laughs> uh, I'm saying, like, compared to so when I was a kid, there was an arcade in every town. Right, yeah. it was it was super common. Like I'm from a little podunk town in nowhere. Our mall had a, a pretty nice arcade when I was a kid, and that's not been around for years. Like, right, you know, there's you said there are three arcades you can think of in Denver. Five, five in Denver. Okay, so a city of eighteen billion people, and there are <laughs> sure. only five arcades. <laughs> five that I've been. Did you to. say eighteen billion? <laughs> <laughs> But that's why be a little know, off. But my house alone has three Xboxes and two PS4s. So, I mean, like, those are private arcades. Uh, I don't have to pay to play every single time. I pay all up front. Yeah, all up front. Yeah. But Do you think it'll be released like, on Xbox? Fire Team Raven. Yeah. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I, yeah. it, this it. As an arcade game, at very best, if they release this, I think it's probably going to be a, a HoloLens experience, oh. where you sit still and it happens. Oh. No, there'll be turrets. Well, I mean, like you'd use a controller and act like a turret, right? Yeah, you would shoot things. Yeah. Okay. But I don't I th- see the reason you haven't been to an arcade in a while, Joe. There is literally a thing at a lot of these arcades that you sit in. And it's like a roller coaster, but it brings you on different adventures and brings you like you, you bump up and down and you literally sit there. You're literally doing nothing. <laughs> and so when you said that, I thought that's what you meant because you literally oh. do nothing. They're really cool. Like I'm making them sound oh, awful. Are you are you talking about the 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 virtual roller coasters? It's kind of like that. 
Okay, uh, we had, they, there were a couple of those in Gatlinburg when I was a kid. It sits back a little bit, and then it's got this huge screen that takes up your whole face, and they have fans that hit you. And then they're not roller coaster rides. Like, one of them is a haunted house type thing, and okay. stuff comes at you. Uh, the other one was Safari. That was a lot of fun. And it's kind of crazy. Like, there was one in the air, and it actually feels like you're falling because it just drops you Ugh. for a minute. Wow. It's, they're pretty cool. Man. Anyway. Uh, not that. That's, that's not the Halo that... I think most of us wanted. That's, yeah. That's the Halo very few of us wanted. But if you go to an arcade, you'd probably check it out. Yeah, if you want to pay... F- how, how expensive are arcades now? Like, Ooh. It depends on the arcade. Because the fancier games... This was You, you can know, pay literally years 75 ago. cents for a game. Yeah, the fancier games a year, 10 years ago were a dollar a play. Oh, wow. Well, they might be more than... What I do is at Dave and & Buster's, and then there's um, a round one, is what we call it here. You get a card, and the card... The ones that I play, they don't have tickets that come out. Then you can play them forever. You okay. get like an hour of gameplay, and you just swipe as much as you want. And that's what I always do, because I don't care about tickets. I don't need an overpriced stuffed animal. Yeah. When's the last time you've been to an arcade, Shelly? Uh, I don't know if it counts because when I was there, it was for a Smash tournament. So I wasn't actually there okay. for the arcade, but it was held at the arcade. So huh. that was uh, Two last years ago. year. Last year? Last year. Yeah. Hmm. All right. I went to an arcade like a month ago. I also know, but I also know there's this really sick bar in Seattle, apparently, that my roommate wants to take me to when I'm 21. That is Sick basically bar. it's basically an arcade bar. A barcade. I a think bar-cade. that's what they call it. Arcade. Yeah. You would really enjoy. There is the one up here that I think Joe would really appreciate, and it's a barcade, but all of the games are old school, like Street that Fighter, cool. X Men. Because... Now that you mention that, somebody told me that there's an arcade in Northwest Arkansas, about an hour north of me, mm-hmm. where it's like you go in and you pay five or ten bucks, and it's just play whatever you want all day, and it's all old retro. All old retro arcade games. Yeah, that's fine. And it's like next to a Tacos for Life, which is supposed to be amazing. I've never that's had them, amazing. But, but for every taco you buy, they donate food to charity. Oh, so it I sounds like, like a pretty cool business model, kind of like a Tom's for tacos. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Um, also, this week, Kingdom Hearts three. We've got a little bit of news coming out about Kingdom Hearts three. Yes. Several outlets have gotten to demo the game now, apparently. That's good. Okay. And they are saying that they're going to, probably next month, I'm guessing at E3, uh, they should have an official release date for it. Hmm. I got a buddy that I work with who's been losing his mind about Kingdom Hearts 3 for like the last two years. I'm sure it'll be released in 2030. Will it come that's, out that's before be Final Fantasy VII? Yeah, I was gonna say before or after Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. I can't cool, believe. Tw- is it twenty twenty four, twenty twenty three? Final Fantasy VII. Why? Something like that. But like that's that's, that's so just... ridiculous. That game came out twenty years ago. What's amazing though, like to their credit, is that Final Fantasy fifteen took like a decade to make, and it ended up being a really good game. So like, how do you make a Final Fantasy VII game? Where we're looking at it, it looks a lot like 15, and still be like, yep, that was a solid game. Good job, because Square Enix. fans have all this... I mean, we've got 20 years of people playing that game, 
feeding into people's expectations. But they, they like, reach those expectations. You would think they'd be awful by this point. No, I mean for seven. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think I don't think it matters what they do for seven. I don't think they're going to be able to reach the expectations of fans. Hmm, okay. Because it's all cool. I it's really kind wanted... Of, yeah. I feel like it's almost yeah. as if saying, hey, Half-Life 3 is going to be a thing. They release a little, little tiny bit, and then they say it's just going to be released in the far future, and everyone... It's like super hyped about it. Then it's just going to be a game instead of a magnificent masterpiece. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, all I really wanted, I, I would have paid full sixty dollar price point for the same game that exists with the same, like all the same text and everything. Mm-hmm. I wanted updated models, character models, maybe some voice work, and that was it. Like I didn't want them to alter the combat system or dork with the story or anything. <laughs> and from what I understand, they're going to completely, from the ground up, rework everything. Yeah, it's going to be a lot like 15. System. Is it even like, going to be Final com- Fantasy VII at that point? <laughs> no, I mean, it'll be the same, you know, Cloud and Tifa and, and the same characters. But it's not Hopefully even going to be the story. same battle system. Like, yeah, I, I wanted the turn-based battle system, man. Yeah. It sounds like they're planning to not go with that at all. It looks like 15. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be 15-ish. Um, and then on top of that, we got news this week for Black Ops 4. They released a, a, a trailer. Uh, I kind of hit them up on Twitter to say, hey, man, you know, like one of the big things was no single-player campaign. Yeah. And the, I'm one of the few people that really likes the single-player campaigns. I've reviewed the last few of those games for Geeks Under Grace, and I think those campaigns are fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Spacey, you got one in space. And, you know, Kevin Spacey was Advanced Warfare. The one in space was Infinite Warfare. And then yeah. this past year was World War II, going back to kind of the Band of Brothers sort of feel. Mm-hmm. And I've enjoyed all of those. Um, but they came out and said, if, if you look at the statistics on, like, who's played what, like achievements and trophies and that sort of thing, yeah, only 10% of the people that have bought Call of Duty Black Ops 3 finished the story. Oh, wow. One so in ten people that buy that game. Ends up being a waste of finances for them. That's, and, and that's really the most intensive, probably one of the most intensive parts of development is creating a, a narrative story yeah. and catering that whole thing. So they're still going to charge a full $60 price point and probably up to the $120 tier or whatever. But well, they mentioned, they, though, that there'd be story in the multiplayer, right? Yes, so they they said that that they were incorporating story elements into the multiplayer modes. So you might still get your live action scenes. Maybe the thing that makes me nervous is that one of the comments. So they responded to me and, and said that, and then a flood of people responded to them. Hmm. Um, and one of the ones that scared me is that they were like, "Oh, you mean like Titanfall One?" Don't get me wrong, Titanfall 1 is one of my all-time favorite games. Yeah. But to say that the story in that was weak is selling <laughs> it short. Okay. It was the most poorly done story in any video game I've ever played. <laughs> like They basically had missions that just played little blips of of characters talking in the top. And that was their story. Okay. Now, you follow that up with Titanfall 2, and you got one of the best first-person shooter stories of all time. Right, yeah. Uh, so they heard fans complain the first time around, but we'll see. 
We'll see how it goes. Um, along with the Black Ops 4 news, they also said uh, they are rolling out a, a mode in this one called Blackout. It's going to have vehicles. The maps are going to be 1,500 times the size of a normal Call of Duty map. And Okay. I, so it sounds like they're going for the Battle Royale thing, but they didn't say how many players would be in a map or anything like that. Huh. Those massive games, that's like Battlefield, doesn't that, don't they? Battlefield doesn't have a Battle Royale mode yet, but, but we're I just still mean the, waiting. the scale of having you know, oh, 100 yes. people in a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Battlefield games are huge, and typically they have vehicles that are operable, like you can drive around in a tank or fly a helicopter or plane, because yeah. the maps are big enough to warrant that. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see how Blackout mode is. My favorite news of the week, though, uh, Xbox, Microsoft has unveiled their accessibility controller. And this cool. thing looks cool. Like it looks like an old Genesis controller, to, like a like a modified. I'm sorry, not Genesis. An old modified NES brick controller. Okay. But it's got a bunch of special f- functions and features built in. Uh, the ability to plug in a bunch of extra devices for people with disabilities to be able to customize to play video games. It's super exciting to me. Um, other things like this really have cool. existed. Yeah. So. From what I've read, other other things like this have existed, but never from a major company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's like somebody hacking something together to to allow for accessibility. And with this, like, people are going to be able to to use like the devices that they can blow into to to manipulate things, or you know, use their feet or hands in different ways. Like, I I just I think it's awesome that we can get this out and available to more people yeah yeah and maybe it'll become a standard or something which will be really cool too um yeah so then all of a sudden there isn't this weird bridge between or not lack of bridge <laughs> between uh gamers and then um people are like oh i can't play this game because it's not inclusive it's, you i can't i can't physically play this game and so right. i think that's gonna be really yeah. cool I think at least for like very story driven games too, it's gonna really allow more people to game and get to experience those stories. I think obviously competitively it'll be a little bit harder, but it it'll be really cool that people can experience this medium that has grown to what it is. One of the yeah. things I think is gonna be the coolest thing about this that nobody's even mentioned, but I'm sure I'm sure this was in the minds of the developers when they were coming up with this controller. The, your computer is going to recognize this thing as an Xbox controller. Like you're mm-hmm. unlocking the world of Steam games for these folks as well. So yeah. I, I just think it's it's a big plus. Yeah, definitely. And it's bringing it more to a mass market. So um, that's it with game news for the week. Let's move into the pull list. We actually have a pretty substantial pull list this week. Probably the oh, biggest one I've cast. seen in forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. We've not had a pull list this big in several months. So let's go ahead and dive into it. I, I mentioned State of Decay 2 earlier. That officially yeah. launches this week for everybody. It'll be $30 for the base game, or you can get the fancy version for 50 Okay. That'll be Xbox One and PC. Detroit Become Human comes out on the PlayStation 4 this week. Now, if y'all haven't seen that, you should go check it out. It's a David Cage game. Uh, Definitely brought that up last week. I'm a listener. Yeah, I, this, so this I, I did. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Call <laughs> me out. 
So I thought that it launched last week. I had the date flipped. That was my okay. fault. It comes out this Friday, and I thought it was last Friday. I'm really excited for this game, and I'm really sad because I played God of War instead. I bought God of War, so I'm probably not going to be buying this game. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But it looks really good. It looks fantastic. Those games tend to be like kind of in, uh, adventure games almost. Okay. Choose your a own. Lot of what that Even the trailers, means. right? They say our fate depends on you. Sort of like if you screw this up, it's on you. It's it's not. The game it's allows you game. to make things go well for the people or androids, whatever is in the game. Well, that yeah. makes me feel better. You can make the bad choices, and the bad choice matter. That's. I definitely yes. saw a Watchdogs like ask when I was looking at. I was looking at trailers that weren't gameplay. So that was kind of in my mind where it was going, and I was hoping that would be... I feel a little bit better about not buying if it's a Telltale-style, like, choose your own. It's not going to be Telltale-style, right? It's going to be, like, I mean... And it's going to be very play-your-own-adventure sort yes. of thing, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, the trailer that they showed at E3, was it E3 a while back? Yeah. It was, you know, you're, you're trying to talk down a hostage situation on a roof. Yep. And I think you succeed... I can't remember if they succeeded or failed in the in the demo, but I heard several podcasts with, with big outlets that were there and they said that they saw it on the showroom floor and played it and totally saw the opposite side of that play out as well. Mm. Huh. So yeah, it sounds like it's going to be pretty drastically different in terms of storytelling. And when those kind of games, when you mess that up, it's permanent. Like, yeah, yeah you can't get a hostage back. once You don't just killed. restart, you know, it's not a game over. It's like, well, yeah. live with that decision move on in the game it's going to affect you that's something that bioware tries to do and doesn't always do very well yeah and so maybe they can take a lesson from them or something (laughs) bioware taking the lesson not vice versa (laughs) right right yep um so on top of that we got oh my gosh i'm i'm gonna be hurting my wallet is already hurting this week dark souls (laughs) remastered comes out this week all right it's the one Dark Souls proper game that I have not finished. Hmm. So, guess what Joe's going to have to play through? You got to platinum <laughs> it. I didn't platinum three. Oh. Oh. Wow, now that you say that three is the only, three and one are the only Dark Souls. So, I platinum two and Bloodborne. I didn't platinum three, but I did beat it. Oh, I see. That's crazy <sighs> to me. I can't even get through the first level of Bloodborne. <laughs> And you platinumed it. <laughs> There's something about those games. It took me years to break through that thick shell. Mm-hmm. But once I did, like I was just eating it up. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I, I, don't I mean, know. once you get it, good it at it, I understand. Then it's kind of a rush. Get good. Once well, it I'm, and, feels and rewarding. That's, that's the thing is the reward, right? Like I would yeah. bang my head against a boss for like two, three hours. But <laughs> that the one sound run fun to be at all. But the I understand. One run, I get it. Where you finally beat it, you're like, I am <laughs> the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it is a big rush. Yeah. Is that coming out on Switch? Uh, so the Switch version got delayed several months. Okay. I yeah I guess I didn't mention that. So it's coming out to everything else this week. Switch got delayed, uh, and so that I think that means the amiibo is not out yet because I really want that Solera amiibo. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be cool. That's a cool amiibo. Yeah. Some other stuff that I'm really excited for this week: Blood Stained, Curse of the Moon. That's the can- the uh, Castlevania style game that's coming out. Yeah, it sounds kind of cool. It looks cool. Like I-, I can't remember if Curse of the Moon was the NES version, like the the more old school eight bit version one that they showed last week. 
or if that's the the news. Curse of the Moon is the 8-bit. Okay. So that comes out this week, and that looks super like a Nintendo game. Like, very like an 8-bit style. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool looking. Pixel Junk Monsters 2 comes out this week. Did you all ever play the first one? No. Nope. It's a tower defense. Super cute little tower defense where you're... You're like wood gnomes or wo- like wood sprites or something. You're inhabiting okay. trees and turning them into different types of turrets and then defending against like spiders and stuff trying to get into your base. Yeah. Uh-huh. Very neat looking little game. Bit Trip Runner 3 comes out this week. I played the two, uh, the second one years ago, and those games are absurd, but they're rhythm platformers. Yeah. And the, it is so cool when everything just matches up with those games. Like, when you're having a good run. Oh, yeah. And you, in time with the music and that everything. That must be really satisfy- satisfying. I've definitely played oh. Bit Trip Runner. Bit Trip Runner 2 was one of the coolest things I've ever played. So, I'm real excited about 3. And uh, then, finally, some Capcom re-releases I can get behind. The Mega Man Collection 1 and 2 and the Mega Man X Collection 1 and 2. Those are some of my favorite games of all time. The Mega Man games are fantastic. And those are all coming out this week. Wow. That's Pick and choose games. wisely. Or just get them all. That's a, that's a lot of games, though. I mean, like... Yeah, it's... Those collections alone, like the Mega Man Collection 1 and 2, if they do all the Mega Man games, they're going to be 10. There's 10 of the regular Mega Man games. And then I think there's at least 8 Mega Man X games. So that'll be 18 Mega Man games if you get both collections. All of both. That's a lot. Yep. But that's it for gaming this week. Cool. You guys been watching any movies? Uh, Yeah. I actually have. Yeah. Nice. You can go first, Joe. Okay. So everybody on this podcast has heard me say that I would never watch it before, but I did finally watch Deadpool. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, but you. Did I really so. like the poop emoji a lot. Oh, gosh. Carefully. Yeah, so I was I was very careful about it. I knew, of course, I, you know, I've watched it, what is this, a year removed or two years removed? Um, two, I, I was able to find a guide that had one of the scenes I de- definitely wanted to avoid. They showed the timestamps in the guide that I found. Okay. They said, you need to, like, this scene occurs from this timestamp to this timestamp. I didn't see the timestamp for the other scene I should have avoided. Okay. But I did get to skip one of the two scenes. And then as soon as I saw the second scene happen, I skipped all that. The game, the, the movie's still full of lewd language. Right. And a lot of violence. But it is kind of funny sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And and I thought that Wade, what's his name? <laughs> Wade Wilson. Shows how much I paid attention. But I thought that his story was actually a pretty decent backstory for a hero like he's got a good story mm-hmm. like dude is it's 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 legitimately a, an investing sort of story like the guy falls in love finds out that his body is riddled with cancer and they offer him an alternative to try to cure his cancer and then he sells meth <laughs> that is not what happened well maybe he does i don't know it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me if that character did that's breaking bad yeah. Oh. <laughs> You're close, but not. So it totally wouldn't surprise me if Deadpool sold meth. <laughs> but, I mean, like, so, you know, he, he sees himself in the mirror after that event, and, and he's too ashamed and afraid of what the lady that he loves thinks. So, like, yeah. he 
he tr- goes out on a path to try to undo what they've done so that he yeah. can be with his his woman again and it it crescendos into this giant thing so yeah i i think it was everybody only talks about how goofy those movies are but there's a legitimately decent yeah superhero story there yeah yeah and i never expected that i really didn't expect that out of that do you plan to see the second one that's why i watched the first one yeah yeah because i've heard a lot of good things about the second second one yeah i've heard the second one doesn't have any sex scenes or anything in it so yeah and I do say that I, I want to point out it is rated R, so anyone listening, like, keep I that still in mind. expect terrible. And it's a language. hard R. Oh yeah, they're gonna be, yeah. But now I, I will say this: yeah. I, I I told my buddy that I I'd, I'd heard that there was no sex scenes in it. He said there's still nudity, not female nudity, but there's nudity. So okay. Keep that in mind. Be aware. I think we have a review of that up on the site, or we're getting a review of that up on the site too. Cool. I've not seen it go up yet, but I think I, I know that works. one of our writers is on staff is working on one. Yeah, I believe Tyrone. Yes. Sweet. Yeah, that's all. That's the only movie I've watched this week. What are you, yeah. Shelley? Speaking of Marvel, just MCU Marvel. Um, basically, I don't know. Me and my friends have been on a little bit of a Marvel kick recently. Uh-huh. Right after Infinity War, we've been watching. Yeah, some of the older ones where we watched um, Avengers, like the first Avengers. I think we were planning on watching Civil War sometime. We watched Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And uh, I don't know, just going back and watching them again after seeing Infinity War, it's like a different experience entirely. Oh, man. but I I, I probably can't watch any of them for a while. It's like hard, (laughs) but it's like good. at the same time. You all watched all of them. You front-loaded them, didn't you, Cody? Yeah, within a month. I wouldn't be able to watch any of those for another five years. Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> I don't blame you for that, for not wanting to watch after that. I'm just saying after Infinity War in general. But, I mean, it even... even... Infinity War, though. I was worried about that. I was worried I was going to get to Infinity War and be so tired of all these characters. And that was not the case. I was That's so, good. like... Yeah. I, I loved Infinity War. I was yeah. going to watch it. I think... Watching these Marvel movies, it's it's like they they knew what they were doing when it came to all the stepping stones to Infinity War. I think also yeah. another reason I really wanted to see rewatch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two is for the after credit scene that I totally forgot about after watching Infinity War and after we had just walked out of Infinity War, oh, my friends immediately yeah. started talking about like, oh my gosh, this thing, and I'm like, I don't remember that thing. So finally, Which I remember movie was it. The end credit scene in. Huh? It was in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Okay. Yeah. It was one of the... It was the most important one of the five end credit scenes that there were. Yeah. That's why I forgot about it, because there were too many of them. Um, but yeah, to... I don't know if it's considered spoilers. It's Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It's when they mention yeah, Adam at Warlock. at this point, you should have seen it. Yeah. yeah. It's Warlock. when they mention Adam Warlock. And that, again, like, was before Infinity War anyway, so... It was a very seen, direct. I've comparison seen Guardians of the Galaxy two and the post credit scene like four times, and I don't remember them. Mentioning Basically, them at all. it's the Golden Lady, and she's like, oh, "It's like okay. you don't see." We'll name him the guy. Adam. Yeah, gotcha. we'll name him Adam. Like this is our our next step in our evolution, which is weird because I thought no, sorry, Captain Marvel's Cree, right, or has some Cree in her. 
something like that. Something related to the Kree. I was Kree. maybe. I got them mixed up because I'm like these. She fuses with a Kree. That's right. I yeah, I'm like these people aren't okay. Kree. Like I thought Adam Warlock was Kree. No, it's Marvel. This guy. She's different. gonna fight the Kree invasion. <laughs> yeah. In the movie, I believe. That in makes her movie. sense. But either way, yeah, that was cool. It's just rewatching them and like seeing certain scenes. I'm like, ah, that hurts a little bit. So. <laughs> That's all. That's all I've seen. Cool. I'll try not to linger on it too long, but I did watch Batman Ninja. LJ's giving the movie away, so <laughs> I'll call it call it LJ out. <laughs> but no, it was really really good. As he mentioned, I I said online, super super Japanese, lots of tropes. I think that. A lot of people were upset that it was not a just Batman Ninja show. I think that's what a lot of people wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. A movie that was him in feudal Japan and how that works out. That it, it becomes so ridiculous. And I think that that is okay. It was really, really fun to watch. It was really beautiful too. I usually don't like that 3D animation style. But it was pretty. They had... Is there ramen? There's no ramen. Maybe. There's tea. <laughs> okay. Tea tea is a very Japanese thing. Okay. Yeah. They, there's lots of tea. Okay. And there, yeah. It, it's a great anime. So part of it, and I don't know why it stops. That kind of bugged me. For a lot of the movie, if you look in the sky, they're like Japanese fans. Like those fans that you would fold out. Right. Yeah. Those. That was the sky pattern. Oh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really pretty. A lot of the scenery was was beautiful. Huh. Even for being 3D, which I'm not a huge fan of. It was yeah. really cool. But that's what I watched. I definitely recommend it. I watched the English dub. I've heard that they are super different from each other. Basically yeah, you don't what like happened to read subtitles. I I can't do it. <laughs> what happened from what I've read is that they literally didn't give the English Nobody translated. They had the subtitles, though, so I don't understand why this happened. English dubs didn't get any kind of translation. They had to make it up as they went. Uh, They got basically a page of script, and a page on script is like a minute worth of script. So, uh, like, you need to include this, and then they had to make the rest up as they went and figure it out. You should probably watch that again with the subtitles on. Just yeah, I mean, it would be a totally different movie, possibly. I mean, they're close. They're supposed to be similar, but... Yeah. I don't know. It'd be the Hearing same Batman speak beats, Japanese but... is weird. Hmm. Joker is really interesting. The voice they chose for the English, even, for Joker is strange. Okay. But he does well. It fits that version of the Joker. Is it on Netflix or anything? Like, we where, where rented can I watch it. it. Okay. okay. Yeah, it costs a lot. We spent like six bucks on it, I think. Okay. But probably on the Xbox Store. Probably, yeah, definitely. What are movie things? Movie news that are happening. Yeah, let's talk about movie news. Um, so maker of Metal Gear Solid. Kojima, Hideo Kojima, Kojima. Yeesh. Yeah. I say Kojima. I, Kojima. He's a guy. Um, and he Kojima makes those movie, those those games. 
He said that if anyone's going to direct a Metal Gear Solid movie, it has to be Jordan Bot Roberts. Boat Roberts Bot Roberts. Who's that? Who's that Pokemon? Uh, he's the one who directed <laughs> Kong Skull Island. Which definitely makes me say yes. I'm like in agreement. Yeah. Um, basically, Kojima really likes how he um, understands storytelling tropes and things like that. I think there's also something else he might have directed to that he really liked. I don't remember what, though. Um, but yeah, they, they've Ice been Hulk. talking and he's like, yes, I, I trust this the guy. Russo brothers would be great for it. Not because of Infinity War, but because of Winter Soldier. Yeah. Winter Soldier is a good movie. espionage movie. Yeah. But, you know. This guy do good, though. Yeah. I wonder... Yeah, would... Tweet at us. Would you want to see a Metal Gear Solid movie? Because, obviously, the games are popular. Do you guys think it would make a good movie? I know some video games don't make I good think... movies, but... Would this be one? I think if it was... goes out of his way to make those cinematic experiences. Yeah. Kojima had a part of it. I think it would be really cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. If... Of course, but it would I also think it be 16 hours long. Supplementary to the games and not a retelling of the games. Joe. Joe's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay whatever <laughs> i mean if you do that you're gonna get uh maybe 15 people that that want to watch that movie oh <laughs> <laughs> no the, i enjoy the games but even though i'm a fan of the games i haven't finished them all yeah yeah like, i finished the original and i finished four did you finish the one where you had to change your controller no oh. no i didn't there's one of them Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the original Metal Gear Solid. You're talking about Psycho Mantis. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. was that the one where I, like, read your memory card? He, he takes... Well, yeah, it does read your memory card, but he takes over the... Like, he takes over your first player controller, oh, and he's yeah. able... You can't hit him because he's reading the thoughts of the first player controller, so you have to plug the controller into the second player slot where he can't read the your mind. <laughs> That's so interesting. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that may become a thing. What's for sure going to be a thing, which is far more questionable, but also interesting, Cowboy Ninja Viking is going to get a movie. Yes. That, it was a comic. Cowboy Ninja Viking. It's about a guy who has the traits of a cowboy ninja and a viking. What's a... Okay. Yeah. But... I'm sold. It's going to be... Chris Pratt... It's Cowboy Ninja Pratt. Viking, yeah, sold. Know nothing about the comic book. That's that is super weird. That's Sounds really, really weird. Unique, I trust. A really unique marriage. It's just. I've also I realized mean, though. Yeah. I like anything with cowboy in it. Like cowboy versus aliens, I was good with. It was it was weird, but it worked. I'm in the Warriors way, where it was that ninja that comes to the old west. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. But do you like Vikings? I play God of War. Then I like Vikings now. This is your movie. Yeah, Apparently. it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> like I'm just picturing like Yeehaw Sensei if Thor's allow Thor allows it. Like Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I hope he says something like that. That'd be hilarious. Yeehaw Sensei, <laughs> but if Thor allows it. 
He like, well, like that's all three of them. He shoots together. his gun. <laughs> he throws the star, and then he takes out his big hammer or something. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, it's gonna be so good. It's, yeah, it's, I'm I wish, so like. I wish I knew mind, more about the. Happy. I wish I knew more about the comics. This is just the first time hearing about it, and I'm by Odin's Raven. <laughs> I will end treat. you. A regatto. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Here's some tea. I'm Batman. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't even know what else to say about that. Share your thoughts with us. I... <laughs> Someone probably knows what it actually is, and we're probably, probably insulting the source material so bad. Oh, most likely. I mean... <laughs> or we're not. It's exactly what we think it is. In which case, I want it. I'm just. I want to hear do, more. Now about that I've it. been talking about this, I do kind of want to see it. <laughs> I want to hear more about it. Is my Freya gave me my six shooter. <laughs> he has a gun forged in Asgard. <gasps> okay. It shoots bolts of lightning. <laughs> Where's is it? It's silent, like a ninja. Yeah. <laughs> a six shooter that shoots ninja stars. <laughs> okay, we can move on. <laughs> yeah. I'm still um, trying to figure out the logistics of all of it. I don't know. I don't. I can't comprehend it, but it's fine. Apparently, the writers can. Apparently, Chris yeah. Pat can. Anyway, <laughs> our last bit of news. That makes even better. Yeah. The last bit of news is um, on Universal's Dark Universe. And I wish they would have. Called it something else, so it's not universe, universe, but whatever. I always think of Justice League Dark. Dark. Universal's Dark. Just Dark. Everything has to be a universe nowadays. I don't know. Can't be a galaxy. Yeah. Can't be a, it has to be a whole universe. Either way, um, that is the universe that was like the monster universe with the yeah. mummy and things like that. Basically, okay. the movies that were supposed to introduce it well were not very popular. Yeah, they had Dracula. So, yeah. Which Dracula is really good. Mm-hmm. Go watch Dracula. A lot of, like, it did not do well in the theaters. It was a solid movie. Of course, it's also Cody speaking, so. That's true. Just, I like everything. Just... <laughs> the Mummy wasn't awesome. Yeah. But either way, they're not really done with the Dark Universe. Yeah. They're not throwing it away just because these other movies haven't done amazing in theater. Which okay. I think is cool. I think they, uh, yeah, they're in talks of another monster movie. I don't mm-hmm. know if there's anyone in specific there they're looking at, but I heard Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, I my opinion on this is, uh, I think it was the Russos that said not everything needs a universe, and I think that this is a situation. Where they didn't need to, they don't need to build a universe. For the Marvel universe, it was like it made sense to have Iron Man and everyone have their standalones. Yeah, but I think a dark universe movie where everyone teamed up by itself before, like we didn't need any backstory to that. I think it would have been really cool just to see a monster team up movie. Yeah, and I hope we get to that point because none of these really matter and no one's really watching them. But Frankenstein and Dracula teaming up to fight some, and a werewolf, and a mummy, 
teaming up to fight stuff is awesome. It sounds great. Yeah. It does sound neat. But I already need a universe to build to that. I just need that. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's it's weird how many universes there are because there's this and, of course, MCU, DC Universe. Yep. Um, and then the monster a... universe is Godzilla. Yeah, like kaijus and stuff. So, kaijus and stuff. And that's stuff. another. I'm okay with that building. That world building has been mm-hmm. kind of cool to see. But yeah, I don't know. It's not everything needs a universe. Not everything needs to be. That's just a lot of work. Just make know. the team up movies, and we can watch those. <laughs> and then if someone, if a character does really well in that team up movie. And then go ahead and make a movie. See, yeah, it. I think that's the difference is because the Dark Universe is focusing on monsters that are historical, kind of, mythological, that you can... If you see a picture of werewolf, you know it's a werewolf. Whereas if you yeah. see a picture of Kong, I mean, nowadays you may know, but, like, there was a time when people didn't know. You didn't know. know the backstory. Yeah, you don't know the backstory. You don't know, like, why is there a giant, you know, gorilla man. Um, right. Well, Iron Man. So few yeah. people knew about Iron Man yeah, until yeah. Iron Man was made. Exactly. So it seems like you only really need those like origin stories and standalone movies to explain the characters. But if they're using monsters that have already existed in mytholo- like mythologi- mythology, sorry, <laughs> um, then you can just read up on it. And if they're not going to change it drastically, which it doesn't sound like they're changing it drastically, I don't know. Yeah. It just doesn't seem. I want important. a Disney princess team up movie. That'd be great. That'd be yeah. awesome. That'd be sick. I want to see like Milan and the girl from Brave and Merida, Elsa, Elsa. all like kick butt, oh, and man. then Cinderella be like, "Guys, I sing to birds. I don't know what are you doing." It'd be really cool to see. <laughs> It'd like... be like Snow White in uh, Shrek, that one Shrek movie. Yeah, she's singing to the birds, and then she starts singing. Uh, like piranha or something, and then the birds go just destroy people. <laughs> I don't remember the exact everything, but it could be cool. It sounds very druidic. Yeah. Yeah. Druid. Druids. Anyway, that's uh, that's our movie news. <laughs> I don't cool. know how to end that. That's fine. <laughs> I have been watching TV. What about you guys? No TV. No. No? I've been wanting to watch more Apocrypha. I haven't gotten around to it. I honestly may not be able to until after finals because okay. my life is constantly busy. But over the summer, I'll have time to watch all the anime I actually want to watch. So. Yeah. What about you, Joe? Uh, so I got to finish Gurren Logon this week. Hey. Cool. Finally finished it. Did you enjoy it? The second half was way better than the first half. You were going to throw that show away. Uh, the first half was pretty garbage, <laughs> quite frankly. I didn't enjoy the first half at all. I, I used I got it as it editing people told me. fodder. So I, when I edit YouTube videos, I usually sit back and I, I watch something. And so Gurren Logan was that for the first half. And then the second half I had to watch by itself like without doing anything. So I was like, i got to focus on this. Mm-hmm. This is getting crazy. Yeah, that's... The second half was way more to my liking. Like it, it felt like a serious anime. Like, yeah, I don't know. the The first half of that series felt like they just kind of brain barfed everything about that world and story. 
onto a sheet of paper and then tried to get it to stick to the refrigerator. <laughs> Have you ever watched I'll Know a Zero, Joe? <laughs> no. That's your next one. I haven't picked the next one yet. So. That's your next one. Is it on Netflix? Alrighty then. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people hate season two. I think season two was great. What's the call again? I'll Know a Zero. Oh. And a lot of people, if you've watched it, people that are listening, they, they know what I'm talking about. There's it's a lot of hate for the second season. They kind of, I won't give anything away. I understand why people don't like it, but I, I, I really enjoyed the direction it went. It's a cool show. Season ends on a cliffhanger, the first season. Okay. It's also a mech suit anime. It's a okay. little more serious. It's a lot more serious than... Like the other one that I want to watch. Oh, what is that one that was so popular years ago? It's considered one of the greater ones that used to come on Cartoon Network as well. Gundam. No, not Gundam. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'll think. Was it, it a mech suit anime? Yes. That was on Cartoon Network. I think so. Ah, uh, I'll figure. Uh, Code Geass. I don't Code know Geese. that. Code Geass. Yes. I've seen a lot of abridged of Code Geass, and it's hilarious. Okay. Okay. The abridged, say, I've the, heard the Code actual Geass, show. I've heard Code Geass is really good. I think okay. that's the one. I haven't seen one. that. Maybe that'll be yeah. my next. My that's list. the one where... <laughs> I'm at soup. I think that's where the original of that video came from, is the abridged. I hope huh. someone understands that reference. Where are you? <laughs> I'm at soup. Why are you buying clothes at the soup store? <laughs> It's so funny. <laughs> okay. You guys will have to watch it. I'll, I'll, I'll send a video to you guys afterwards. There is a language in it, but it's so funny. Okay. okay. <laughs> cool. I also have been watching anime. I didn't realize that on VRV, I, I didn't realize Tag on Titan had English dub at all. Uh, it's completely, it's full. It's done. As far as I know, there's 12 episodes up on VRV for season two of Attack on Titan. And man, I, I haven't caught season two yet either. I've everyone I've talked to is like, isn't it awful? And I'm like, I, I don't seem to mind it. I don't know. I haven't I finished it to. yet. I'm only like four episodes in. So I, I don't I liked know. Season one quite a bit. I need to watch season two. My only qualm with it is that the, they, the art style is different. Everybody looks the same but they're drawing hard lines uh, similar to they do in Dragon Ball Super. And it's weird because I like it in Dragon Ball Super, those hard black lines around the characters. Okay. But with this, it reminds me of like Archer on Fox. Like uh, just how they have those really thick, you know, look like they're drawn. Interesting at all. It, it really bothers me. It's really off-putting uh, looking at these characters and you see these, these hard lines. They kind of take you out of the world that they're in. It, it makes it seem more cartoony. Mm-hmm. Even though the Titans are still crazy and hideous and very disturbing at all times. But I really like what's going on. I called something that was happening like halfway through the episode. And then they revealed at the end and I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I don't know. It's I don't see why people hate it. Unless it's just that art style is bothering people that much, which is possible. But that is all that I'm watching. So we'll get into news. And we got a lot of it today. Uh, first off is a She-Ra animation that is being made by Netflix. I wouldn't think that I'd be excited about a She-Ra movie or show. 
But DreamWorks is making it, and they're the ones who made Voltron. Yes. Okay. So it'll be a they, Netflix original. I trust them with yeah. Shows, for the most I part. loved Voltron so much. For those who don't know who She-Ra is, she is the twin sister of He-Man. And she so got those I, golden locks. Yeah. <laughs> no, she doesn't. They don't look related, or like they don't look. They don't have the right. same face. Right. That'd be really creepy. <laughs> they could have just drawn He-Man's face and be like twin. Long hair. <laughs> I don't know how this will fit in with He-Man. If He-Man will be part of this universe. Because they haven't rebooted He-Man. But I also feel kind of sexist for even saying that. Because why can't she Robbie first? Uh, and she should be. I just don't know if... I just don't know if it'll be just she And mm-hmm. it'll have its own story for her. And she'll be her own character. Or if there will be like a He-Man referenced in the show. Right. Um, which I think it'd probably be best not to. I can't imagine watching a He-Man show anymore. But I'll watch a She-Ra show that references He-Man, and he can like appear as a side character every once in a while. Right. That's fine. Man is not their last name, if you're wondering, Joe. You said Power was their last name. Yeah, this is... We don't. We have no idea. She-Ra and the Princess of Power is the name of the show. She is Princess Adora. And He-Man's real name is Prince Adam, which I didn't know. So their last name is Bull. Adora Bull mm-hmm. and Adam Adora Bull. Bull. And Adam Bull. <laughs> you said his name was Adam. Yeah. I think it should just be Power. She-Ra Power. He-Man Power. He-Man Power. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like it's a different princess. It's and the princess. Power of Power. power. What if she's... The princess of Grayskull. Is Grayskull a person? Or a kingdom? I don't know enough about He-Man. I haven't watched He-Man since I was like four. I'm the old guy here, and I think He-Man was a little before my time. Oh, man. I really just know him from the the meme song. (laughs) Either way, the fact that DreamWorks is making it, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I then, I haven't... It bugs me because last week you guys mentioned that I know so much about Arrowverse. I've been trying so hard not to mention Arrowverse stuff, Flareoverse stuff. And uh, we got some news that I think is definitely worth mentioning. They are they do a crossover every year. We've talked about them in the past. They're doing their next one is going to introduce Gotham City to the universe, which we've heard a little bit about Bruce Wayne. We've seen Harley Quinn, but it was like her hair. And then her voice. <laughs> so this will be the first time that we see Gotham. It'll be the first time Batwoman has ever been brought onto the live like live action. Mm-hmm. Huh. So that's really exciting. That's significant. Yeah. I, I'm kind of excited. I think it's going to be really cool. Uh, I will definitely watch it. I haven't been catching up on any of it. I, I try to at least keep up on Flash because Flash is a good show. I just got behind and then I've talked down quite a bit about the Gotham Gotham as a TV show, and then they have Krypton and these weird origin story prequels that don't like have anything to do with the actual character, source character. But I'm kind of excited about this one. There's a channel... I don't know what channel Epix is. I've never heard of Epix, but apparently it's like one of those stars... Uh, 
HBO style like channels, like a premium channel. I feel like I've heard of it. I I don't know. He's called Epics, but they've picked up a prequel series uh, called Pennyworth, and it's about Alfred Pennyworth, Batman's butler, in the 1960s. Uh, what? It sounds awesome. He was like in the military. If people don't know Alfred's backstory, he used to be like special forces. Right. Okay. And so this will be kind of his his story back in the 1960s, Cold War era, spy espionage stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll learn how he's able to bandage Bruce Wayne up so easily all the time. So well. That sweet black ops training. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm really, really excited for it. It could be and neat. And then Huh? I said that could be neat. We all assumed that, that Alfred was a beast of a dude. Yeah. Right. He always has these lines and he always does this stuff where we're like, Alfred's cool. So it'd be cool to see yeah. him like actually where that comes from. Good to see him in his prime. The uh we were talking about reboots earlier. This reboot makes me really sad. There is a Thundercats reboot coming out. Thundercats. Uh, and no. Thundercats, no. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like I don't know that animation style. It's not Teen Titans Go. It's but... Cartoon Network. Yeah, very Cartoon it's Network so cartoon looking. Network. Gumball, kind of, yeah. There's that camp one. I can never remember the name of the camp one. It's actually on Disney Channel. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, that's uh, always what I think of when I go crap. to the animation style. No, I can never remember what it's called. I have no idea. Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls. Oh my gosh. I'm LJ's like, in the back end helping us out. About. And Steven it Universe. It looks like Gravity Falls. Maybe a little bit. Steven Universe. Yeah. Yeah. It's got that animation style, and this dude that like. Doesn't even look like he was old enough to have been watching Thundercats. Did a little special of like, yeah, I'm the creator of this and I watched it growing up and I love the show and I'm going to be really respectful of the source material. And then it just has this like junky little kid show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what what are you talking about? There's no, there's no kind way to talk about this. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like I really enjoyed Dexter's Laboratory and Ed and Eddie, and to me, those are like my era's version of Gravity Falls and all this stuff, Steven yeah. Universe. And then there was the cool stuff, like Teen Titans, mm-hmm. and way before my time, Thundercats, but I watched it on Toonami. There were like these action cartoons, and they're mixing them, and it just it makes me sad. Like, make your own stuff. Make original content. Go away from our stuff. Leave our stuff alone. Right. Yeah. It honestly looks like it would be fine if it wasn't Thundercats. Thundercats related. Like, if it was something entirely different, I think people would not be complaining about it at all. Because animation style is really... I honestly think it's a really cool animation style. It just is entirely, like... I never actually watched Thundercats, but just the impression I'm yeah. getting from people is that that's just not how that material Thundercats is be like presented. the era of He-Man. Right, exactly. So it all depends on the type of things you're trying to get across. And if you're trying to get across something more serious, then maybe you shouldn't do it that way. Whereas if you're trying to get something across more silly, then that's the way to go. I don't know. Yeah. He said that it's going to be full of action. We'll see if that's really true or not. It looks like it's going to be really goofy. 
I, I'm really bummed. I keep seeing a lot of people that are like the true fans out there. Cause I can't say that I'm a true fan. I just see this and I'm like, why did you do this to us? Mm-hmm. The, the true fans out there are like, there was this reboot in 2011 and it took the source material really seriously and nobody watched it. And so that's why they made something like this. And from what I've heard, it's on Toonami. It was on Toonami, which we haven't seen Toonami really be active since Dragon Ball Z. And I never heard of it in 2011 when it came out. So I don't know, like the marketing obviously wasn't there for that, or I probably would have watched it. It looks really cool. The 2011 reboot that they had done, Mm -hmm. but it only got a season. I don't know if it's actually any good or not. I've just seen stills, but those stills make me way happier than these stills. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it's probably worth it to watch it if you can find it. Yeah. I might check it out if I can, if I can see it. But get into some Twitter discussions. Remember, if you want to tweet at us and have us answer your questions on the podcast, you can use the hashtag GUGCast. We love answering what you guys have to say. We talked a little bit about God of War earlier today, but Corey Shover says, that feeling you get when you beat God of War, and then you use the gif, 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 whatever you use. Look at you throwing the dagger at it. (laughs) (laughs) Of uh, Kratos just like, hulking out because that's what he does <laughs> and I don't, I don't even know if i really felt that when i when i beat it i wasn't like i've done it because it's such a smooth ending you end it and you've kind of like a calm i had more of a sit back moment when i beat it i walked there, there's stairs that's not a spoiler i walked down the stairs slowly my wife was like why aren't you running and i was like this just looks better and i just slowly <laughs> walked down i'm enjoying the moment I was really, like, happy, and I sat back and just watched it cinematically. But anyways, uh, he's. what did you guys think? Did Kratos turn out to be the father you'd hoped he would be? Shelly hasn't played this game, sadly. She needs to. Yeah. But I, I think Kratos was a pretty good dad. I'm like, at the, he was trying it, at the very least. Yeah. I am frustrated with Kratos as a dad because he's probably a better dad than I will ever be. Oh, I mentioned this on the podcast. I would have backhanded that kid. There are a couple of times when you think he, I mean, he, he acts like he deserves it. Yeah. Like I, you little snot. I would hope that I would never actually physically hit my, my child, but this kid, you wouldn't either. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my. But this kid, like, the things that he does are things that a normal kid probably wouldn't do, in in my defense. And you just kind of want to uh, show him the hand of God, or the God of War, at least. The hand of a God. Of a God. <laughs> I, I would have been like, you know, adoption agencies are a thing, but... okay (laughs) and kratos super calm super patient always everything's a learning experience which i really loved kratos is a good dad he's not very loving he's a little cold but like he he doesn't know how to be like that's part of the story though he's learning yeah to be a father one thing my wife brought up that was really interesting and it was only based off of a commercial for God of War 3. I don't remember the live action commercial, but he like his daughter runs up to him and she turns to ashes as he picks her up. That's one of the earlier God of Wars. It's God of War 3. 
Okay, okay. okay. And it was a live action trailer for it. But okay. from her, that's her knowledge of God of War so far. And I brought up, I was like, Kratos is a really good dad. And she goes, well, he had to have been. Like, if you go by that commercial, the daughter seemed to really love him. And that was like, you know, that was yeah. Kratos in his, well, before a little bit before everything that goes on in the world. But right. before he kind of goes crazy and, and bloodthirsty, like, he was a Spartan warrior that his daughter did love. Yeah. And so I thought that was really interesting. My wife kind of perceived that, but yeah. uh, he's, he's very patient and everything's a, a learning experience. And I think I, I aspire to be that way uh, when I ever have a kid. It's just a shame he didn't call the, bo- the boy by his name more. I don't boy, know. I run boy. a lot. And so he's always like, Atreus, get over here. Okay, yeah, if you run out ahead of him, he actually will call him by name. Yeah. I, I get that constantly because he'll be, like, reading something. I'll, like, hey, read this, and then I'll keep going. And he's always like, Atreus. And I'm like, well, I, I told you to go read that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, this third person on the adventure. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I got you in trouble. I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah. No, he's he's a really great dad, I think. Uh, just needs needs to learn how to hug. And then I think it'd be better. Yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I, it was fun watching him kind of, especially like that very, the opening scene, like in the first half hour of the game where I don't think this is spoiling anything. It's first part of the game. <laughs> he, the boy, Atreus. Boy. Gets his boy. First, gets his first kill. Mm-hmm. And you can see, like, the boy's standing there, or he's sitting there, and he's kind of looking down on his kill, contemplating everything that's just happened. And you can see Kratos, like, reach a hand up, like he wants to put it on his shoulder, and then he puts his hand back down. Like, he's not confident no. as a father yet. You're yeah. like, oh, man, there's totally a human side to this guy. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I, I talked to one of my friends earlier who said that he didn't like this new God of War because it's so different from the other God of War games. Cause I he didn't says, like the other ones. Well, that's so. what I told yeah. him, is that my friends who love this one didn't like the other ones. Um, I think it's respectful of the source material, though, in the yeah. sense that you're destroying super huge monsters, and Kratos is still a very angry person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got that turmoil in him still. Which is interesting. But that's the whole story, is like, they, they mentioned many times, are, are we good? Are you a good God? And he's like, we, we strive to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can try. But that's what we thought, Corey. I hope that uh, that gives you in-depth enough of, of our thoughts. Christ in Consoles asks, in an alternate universe where Geeks Under Grace doesn't exist, how do you think your lives would look? Real similar to how it is now, but with Oh, for me, so I say real similar to how it is now. That's not really accurate. I, I'm a software developer. I, I mean, I'm still a software developer by day mm-hmm. outside of Geeks Under Grace. Um, I had gotten real into live streaming several years ago, so I may still be, you know, I, I kind of fell off of live streaming on Twitch a couple of times over the years. Yeah. Um, but if I'd have stuck with it, that may, you know, it, I kind of came on to start writing here 
and helping grow this and fell off of live streaming. It was a bit much to do everything all at once and decided that this was the way I wanted to stick. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm happy with my decision. I, Geeks Under Grace is... And, and I can still totally stream here. I mean, we have a stream team. They're, they've welcomed me. You know, you can come stream for us anytime you want. Not an issue. Yeah. And so I, I still do stream, especially during like pledge drives and stuff. But I think that would probably be, I would be doing that three or four nights a week probably still. And I wouldn't be writing reviews or anything like that. Right. You wouldn't have the connections that you have now. Yeah, very. Yeah. Geek Center Grace has opened a lot of doors for me. Like, Getting to actually go to PAX as a member of the press, like there was, it's it's been a lot of cool stuff doing this podcast. I mean, we've been doing this podcast just shy of three years. Yeah, I think it'll be October. Wow, man, yeah. So it's we've done a lot of cool stuff here Mm -hmm. that that I wouldn't have otherwise gotten to participate in. Yeah, what about you, Shelley? Um. I almost feel like I would have also gone down a streaming route because I did do some streaming before I joined Geeks Under Grace. Yeah. Just messing around with it. So I probably would have, the time I dedicate to Geeks Under Grace, I probably would have dedicated instead to streaming or at least a portion of it. Um, yeah. But I feel like, I don't know, it'd probably look very similar to my life now, just less exciting because I would mm-hmm. just be very much full-time student very much uh invested in things that most students are invested in but it'll just be it'd it'd be a little more sad a little bit sad i think because i really like how i help out geeks and grace and this whole ministry in general it makes me feel like i'm i'm doing something but when otherwise i wouldn't be doing something so (laughs) yeah i would be way I'd still be a geek, but I wouldn't be um, identifying myself as one. I yeah. don't think that it would be part of my because it become part of my identity, whether it's a healthy thing or not. Like, yeah, uh, I've gotten geekier because of Geeks Under Grace yeah. and kind of surrounding myself in this culture. I was before the before Geeks Under Grace came about. I was doing my Christian news show on YouTube, and that was the focus was more uh, the like faith and then current events. And now it's gotten to a point where I'm, I'm very much like faith and geek culture. Yeah. And that's, that's way more of my focus. I'd be playing video games and stuff, but I probably would have never started streaming actually. Yeah. And there would have been a lot of other things. I would have never started a podcast. Yeah. I would have never, oh, there's so many things that I've been able to get to be a part of and get to, um, open up that I, I wouldn't have been able to before, that I wouldn't have before. I would have never thought of it. Uh, designing t-shirts. Yeah. There's, there's so many so many little things that I, I wouldn't be doing. It would have just been constant YouTube. And right. I don't know if it would have grown the way it has if it wasn't for Geese and Grace either. So maybe I would have given up YouTube at that point and just kind of, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Probably something in a church. I, I've definitely had like a pull towards that and I still do with like real job type stuff. I'm like, I want to work at a church if I can. So right. mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see. Are we, are you guys geeking out about anything else? 
that's one, about it for the week for me. One thing I forgot to mention before, just because it doesn't fit into any of the sections, is I had my <laughs> the small convention here that we have every year run by our nerd club. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, it was this weekend. It was on Saturday. It was from noon to five. And it was very small, like 30-some people in and out, which is what okay. I anticipated. It, it, I think it'll maybe gain some momentum throughout the years. But again, it's only actually happened for three years. So okay. um, not that big. We don't do a lot of good job. You said you gave away cards, though. Yeah, I, I gave away cards. I had my little tiny booth. with. I had my laptop with the website open i had the purple cards with a qr i had my business cards and i had printed out bible studies i had let's see logan black panther beauty and the beast last jedi so people could Very look cool. through those and yeah so i got to talk about it a little bit introduce it to people and people pick i yeah hannah i'm just like no take a card take a card please um right <laughs> so i think i definitely introduced geeks and grace to a lot of people and they also be really digging it. Are you saying that like thirty people were there in total, or thirty people went to the booth? Thirty people were there in total. Okay. Yeah, not not a lot of people. It was a very. It was all in one room. Just okay. all these different little booths at these tables. Um, one thing that was really cool. One of our professors, one of the professors that go here, um, talked because he's written a fantasy series, and his entire talk there was about faith and. Um, creativity and mm-hmm. pretty much how it was like such a Geeks on a Craze talk because he was talking about all these movies that people were like yeah I mean that's so against the gospel and that's so evil or whatever but you could find parallels even in those movies and things that are in the bible um, mm-hmm. he used uh, Avatar as an example where someone he said that he met someone from a church who said it was the most evil movie ever created. Wow. Avatar? And, yeah. Like, Are they talking about The Last Airbender? Because I might agree with no, that No, no, one. not The Last No, <laughs> the other one. And he was just like, so so uh, someone from far away coming down and becoming like the people and helping save the day is is super against the gospel? I'm missing something. Um, that sort of thing. And how he used to write reviews on Christianity Today. Hmm for movies and things. And he wrote one on Pan's Labyrinth and people wrote, and he saw it, you know, the person who made Pan's Labyrinth, uh, Del Toro, I think his goal was to stay as far away from Christianity as possible because he grew up a Christian and he, and was like, I'm not about that life. Um, I'm not a fan. Mm. It was pushed down my throat sort of thing. Like how he used to see monsters in his room and his parents would say, don't talk about it. It's all in your head don't we're not gonna get you help and so he linked that with christianity which is totally valid um for him to be upset about that but with this guy when he watched pan's labyrinth just saying like no this is actually a beautiful um telling or interpretation or something of the gospel and i've never actually seen pan's Pan's labyrinth so i can't really say anything i haven't either but um he got all these hate letters but also letters like hey no you're totally right and this makes sense and this is awesome because he talked about basically his main point was that if you're portraying something that is actually true it's always going to line up with the gospel because the gospel is truth and i'm like that's I really mean, cool 
Um, yeah. LJ ideally, and I are convinced yeah. that we could make a Bible study off of Deadpool 2. We're not going to. Right. <laughs> but we could. Yeah. We could make it work, but I think a lot of people disagree with it. Yeah, yeah. And of course, there's still things that people try to portray as true and they aren't true that is legitimately against the gospel. Not to say that everything absolutely is, you know, good. There's still sin. But I just thought that was a really cool point where it's like, yeah, if you're if you think you know what the truth is and if it really ends up being the truth, it has to be aligned with the Bible. It has to be aligned with God because God is truth. Um, I thought that was really cool. So, yeah. Sorry, I I just really felt like I had to say that in the podcast because no, it relates cool. so yeah, much. To the, I felt I was so dumb. I didn't get him to talk to him about Keeks and a Grace. He would have been a huge fan of it, but um, because he just he had to leave and stuff. But either way, yeah, that was cool. cool. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Joe, you can get out at anything else. I think that's covered about all my bases. Like I said, I, the games I'm playing, the games that I'm making. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, seriously, like it was, it was like ten bucks for me to get that that thing, that that tutorial series. Um, and and Unity's free. Like if you all are interested in this sort of stuff, it's not a super. Well, I bought it off of Udemy, U D E M Y, and they were running a Mother's Day sale. It's normally like a two hundred dollar thing that I got for like ten bucks, but I think they're running another one right now, where you can get oh, wow. a series for like twelve. Okay. And so, like, this is the official one from Unity. Like, Unity sanctioned this series to learn. Like, if you're interested in game development, you should definitely look into it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm having a lot of fun, and like, I, I played a few hours of games this week, but I spent just as much or more time learning to make games, which is that much cooler Really, to really me. cool. Yeah. Cool. It's neat. I, I'm geeking out about one last thing. I was wondering if Joe would mention it or not. Uh, you, listeners, have actually been listening to the president of the Geeks Under Grace board today. <laughs> Joe for president! It's not me. Uh, Joe is has become uh, president for the board of the Geeks Under Grace. Uh, I was about to say the podcast for all of Geeks Under Grace. <laughs> the whole, whole thing. All of it. And uh, we're all really, really excited for that because... Not just your position, Joe, but also like there is something in the water in, the, in our chats and our discussions. Like we're there's so much momentum going on right now and so much excitement. Yeah. And Everyone's enthusiasm. super excited. Yeah. Saying like, uh, oh, we could do this. We could do this. Like, oh, yeah. So, so Drew posted in the community. Um, he he is stepping down. I I have hmm. been voted to take the position on the board. Uh, Colby Bryant will be the vice president moving yeah. forward. And I'm really excited about the future of Geeks Under Grace. I want to keep doing what we're doing here, but we want, of course, to reach more geeks. Uh, yeah. We want we want Christians to know it's okay to be a geek, and vice versa. We want geeks to know that there's a God out there that loves them and cares for them. Um, and that's our mission. We, we want to share that, and we want to be able to spread the gospel um, through our passions. That's what yeah. we try to do on the, on the podcast here. And that's... I, I look today, I think our Slack has... 66 active members. Wow, yeah. Wow. And our podcast, like, our, our stream team's not... Uh, I guess our stream team isn't that slack. We, we've got a lot of volunteers here that all mm-hmm. are working towards the mission. And that's something really special. Like, yeah. there aren't... How many websites can you say that, that review 
you know, we, we do game reviews and movie reviews and anime and books and stuff, and we live stream. And how many can you say have over 60 volunteers right. working for a mission? Like, we're still a nonprofit. We're, mm-hmm. we're, there, there's going to be some, some changeover, but, you know, one of the things I really want to focus on, and, and Cody's a big factor in this, is we want to try to get to more cons. Yeah. That's a big thing. And, I know Cody's in the process, he and his wife, of eventually moving close to where I live. You can't see. I got a giant grin on my face because <laughs> I want to go to a lot of cons. I mean, like, that's that's one of the things. Like, that's boots on the ground, meeting people and sharing who you are. Like, in my mind, a big part of the gospel is meeting people where they are. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you, you know, what a lot where of Where these... they are and not on the other side of the street. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Like a lot of the people that go to these cons and and profess Christianity do so with a picket sign in their hand and and a standoff right. attitude and you're not going to get anything but immediate shutdown from anybody that attends that. You you have to change from the inside, not from the you know, you can't just lock people out and assume that you're going to win them over. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no reason that they would want to join you if you're shouting them down and shutting them down yeah like so we definitely want to do that con presence and i want to put myself out there y'all we've said uh you know my twitter handle before joe knows games but in all seriousness tag me send me a dm or something like add me as a friend and and send me a dm if you have anything you want to talk about either personal geeks under grace related whatever um i'm on facebook as well and i the community's hyperactive. Maybe mm-hmm. that's not the right word to use. <laughs> no, I think it's a super fine word. active. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I I don't go into the community very often because I worked myself ragged doing that a few years ago. But I'm still around. So if you tag me in something in the community, I'll show up. Cool. So, um, I I want to be very out there and and let people know like we're we're listening to you and we're looking for ways to constantly improve, but. Our our mission first and foremost is is the gospel and the geeks associated with it. Yeah. So nice speech. I I didn't <laughs> want to say anything about it, but since you did, I thought I better go ahead. I, and probably yeah. I was like, are we gonna mention? Joe's it? humble. That's yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> the Bible says to give. How does it go? There's a verse, but it, it's give like credit where it's due. I was gonna say. I've always been kind of a behind-the-scenes kind of guy. Like leadership, to me, leadership is is very different than some people. I I'm not trying to call anybody out with this, but to me, a leader is somebody who is willing to be in the trenches with the soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um. And like I said, I'm not trying to call anybody out for that. Like Drew, when he got this started, like he was every bit as active. Um, yeah. As as oh, any yeah. of us were, like he was writing reviews, he was live streaming for us, like he was he was in it all day every day, more active than any of us. And he's got Dirty Christian that's that's kind of drawn some of his attention away, and he's doing a great thing over there. He's got he's got people that he's ministering to over there. Yeah, uh, and he is still on the board. Uh, he he's stayed on as our treasurer, and he's going to be an advisor for us. So good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Things are going well right now. Yeah, I'm really excited. 
I'm I'm so stoked. Like I said, there's lots of momentum going on. Joe, I know you already said it, but real quick, your Twitter yeah. again. Uh, Joe knows games. Maybe I need to update that or something. Nah, I'm gonna keep that the same. I love having that one. It's so uh, <laughs> And then I'm on I'm on Facebook. You can just find me, Joe Morgan. Cool. And probably easiest to find me in the community. And Shelly? You can find me on Twitter at TheShellShock24. You can find me on the Geeks and a Grace channel on Friday nights on twitch.tv slash geeksandagrace. And you can find me at Cody Armour on the Twitters. Keep gaming. Keep praying. And God bless.